Welcome to Almost Here, Around the Corner of Future Technology podcast with Richard Jacobs. Future technologies poised to transform our lives for better or worse are the focus of this podcast. Almost Here means these technologies are now here and starting to be used. We're just around the corner from Bitcoin to artificial intelligence, 3D printing, blockchain, virtual reality, and more. This is Richard Jacobs with the Future Tech and Future Tech Health podcast. I have Dr. Timothy Chase. He's a New York cosmetic dentist, and he runs a, a practice called Smiles New York. He's pretty prolific in his practice. I wanted to talk to him today and get some insights about what he does differently than uh, most people in the dental profession. So, Dr. Tim, how are you doing? I'm doing very well. How are you? Good. I appreciate you coming. So, uh, uh, tell me a little bit about you uh, your practice. On. Yeah. So tell me about your practice and, uh, you know, a normal dentist, I would think probably might be uh, not very exciting to speak to, but I know that you've got a lot of new things going on. So what are you working on? How is it different and uh, what direction have you taken things? Well, uh, a little bit about my practice. Uh, I'm, I'm, I've been practicing for about 25 years. Uh, we're located in, you know, midtown Manhattan, just a few, a few small blocks away from uh, Bloomingdale's. Um, What's different about our practice or my practice is that, uh, you know, we we do cosmetic dentistry, but we really, you know, are very attuned to uh, patients' overall health and well-being. So we believe that, you know, all of the latest studies have shown that, you know, the any oral disease doesn't just stay in the mouth. It travels throughout the whole body. So our focus and our emphasis and all of our technology is on, Making sure that your mouth is healthy, so that your whole body is healthy. And well, right the, there, um, I didn't know that. So, just tell me a little bit more about that. You know, what what kind of oral diseases, or I mean, you know, maybe even tooth decay itself, does it travel throughout the body? How does it impact the body? What are some conditions you see that people may be surprised to learn about that have a far-reaching effect? Okay, sure, that'd be great. What um, what studies have shown is that the bacteria that are involved in tooth decay and periodontal disease, you know, the infection of the gums, those bacteria travel throughout the body. And the same bacteria that are located in the mouth have been identified in cardiovascular disease, you know, heart, you know, heart and, and blood supply, uh, in lung disease, in diabetes, and even in Alzheimer's. And, you know, some studies have related to low birth weight in pregnant women. So the way to look at it is that you know, if you have cavities or if you have gum disease, that's an infection. It's a chronic infection, and it stays within your body, and your body has an immune system that's trying to fight that. And imagine if you had an infected finger or, you know, or, or some other part of your body is infected and it just never got treated. Your body, you know, your immune system has to fight that infection, and it causes an increase in the immune response that puts a toll on your body. So by making your mouth healthy, we can help prevent or uh, lessen the effects your mouth has on these other diseases. That's amazing. How advanced uh, would tooth decay have to be or the condition of your mouth have to be in order to negatively affect your body? That's a great question. I don't know if, you know, the degree of the disease, you know, has been identified in these studies, but what they all have shown is there's definitely a link between the presence of this disease and the other systemic diseases. Not saying it's a causative link, it's just that people who have periodontal disease, you know, uh, have 
these other diseases as well, and and they're they're definitely they run together. Well, you know, it seems like the common advice is you know go to the dentist every six months and get a cleaning. You think that that? And I know it depends on the person, but in general, do you so think that schedule is enough to prevent problems? So it's very individual. Um, the six month routine was actually created years ago by uh, you know like an insurance company. It was not based on any science at all. And what science has has proven is that people who are susceptible to oral infection, um, that the bacteria actually rebuild themselves 90 days after your last dental cleaning. So there are some of my patients who, you know, honestly, you know, nobody would like, you know, nobody, no dentist would like to admit it, but, you know, they could go a year or more and due to their, you know, natural body, you know, their bacteria, their healthy flora, um, they might not build up any infection or disease at all. But there's other people who, you know, 90 days is the maximum for them to remain healthy. And it really has to do more with what your dentist would tell you in looking at your mouth than with what, you know, your insurance company would pay for or what we've kind of grown to believe in that every six-month period. That's really just you know, like an arbitrary number that we've, you know, as a society have come to believe. But again, you know, your dentist is the best one who can really help you understand what your individual health needs are. Yeah, that's interesting. It brings to mind a lot of questions. Um, so what, what would it look like to a dentist that would tell you it's, uh, it's time to work on the person's teeth versus, you know, they're fine? Is it just the amount of tartar or is it the inflammation of the gums or what kind of factors would would tell you that a patient needs your help. Okay, um, for, for a dentist, what we look at, obviously we, we visually inspect the mouth and we look for any signs of redness, puffiness, bleeding, um, you know, pus, uh, you know, it's all, all great stuff. Um, or with the hard tissue, the teeth, we look for, you know, any discoloration or any stickiness of the teeth uh, or any loss of tooth. Um, but if we back it up even a little further, what the individual can do to get a better understanding of whether or not they need more care is, you know, obviously, if your teeth are bleeding when you brush or floss, that's not normal. Or if your teeth are sensitive when you drink, you know, hot or cold liquids or you go outside on a cold day, like in New York now it's freezing, you know, teeth aren't meant to be sensitive. Teeth, gums aren't meant to bleed. Um, so these are indications that something's going on. And even to go a step further, if you're flossing your teeth and you notice an odor on the dental floss, or, you know, if you think that you have bad breath, these are all indications of disease from a, from a patient standpoint or from a person standpoint that, you know, maybe that every six months isn't really working for you, or maybe you have some type of infection going on in your mouth and you need to get to the dentist. And once you get there, we certainly look at all these things and we make a determination on, you know, what it is that you need based on what we see, you know, our x-rays or our three-dimensional scanning, talking about technology. Um, or there's other things that we have. We have a, a, a transillumination process that's a little bit more accurate than x-rays where it, it doesn't use any x-ray technology. It has no, uh, you know, radiation at all. It's just a very bright light that we can transilluminate teeth, and it's very good at picking up uh, decay in between the teeth. Some people say it's even better than x-ray. 
so we can use all of this new technology, the three-dimensional, you know, cone beam scans, and, and we can make sure that, you know, our goal is for health, and we use all of this great new technology to try to get patients, you know, healthier, to keep their teeth longer, to help patients live longer. When you say transluminate, does that mean if the light's bright enough, you can see through the tooth? Yeah, exactly. And it reflects onto something? Hmm. Yeah, so uh, imagine it's 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 kind of like uh, it's got a bright light on one side, and, it, and it's really small. It, it looks like a, it's kind of like a little, um, you know, clothespin. And on one side of the clothespin, you know, the clothespin kind of goes around the tooth, around each tooth. And uh, it's like a rubbery little clothespin, and it's got a bright light on one side. Actually, it's got a bright light on both sides of the pin and a camera looking down from the top. So you shine the light through the tooth and a, and a camera, a little mini camera, puts it up on a big screen TV so you can actually almost look through the tooth. And, you know, tooth is crystalline structure. So you're looking through it. And if it just looks like this nice, bright white light, then it's healthy. But if you see darkness coming through, that means that there's cavities inside the tooth. Okay. I guess it's like when you put a, a red light up against your skin or your exactly. hand and you can see through your hand. Exactly. Same thing. It's just transillumination. But, you know, we've taken Very it to cool. the point where we use a really bright light and we have a camera that looks at it and is able to blow it up really high. And it's actually very cool. And, and it, it, it tends to be, you know, in my practice, if I take an x-ray and, you know, for years we've been struggling with the angulation of x-rays. So you're like, oh, maybe I see something there. Maybe it's not there. Then I grab this, it's called a carry view. And I grab the carry view and I, I put it over the tooth. And that really is very, you know, indicative. It's very diagnostic to help you determine whether or not you're seeing something there that might be a shadow on an x-ray versus an actual cavity between the teeth. You talked about the uh, the flora of the mouth. I, I mean, I, I, people talk about gut bacteria, gut flora, but the mouth you're saying has its own set of uh, bacteria and flora that keep it in a healthy state? Yeah. So what we're learning in dentistry now is, you know, you, you can have a brother and sister, right? And, you know, I, you get this all the time or, you know, siblings and one comes in and you know, they never have a cavity, and the other one comes in, and they always have a cavity. And the one that always have a, has a cavity complains that, you know, my brother never even, you know, he doesn't even have a toothbrush, and he never gets a cavity. And I'm <laughs> brushing and flossing all the time, and every time I come in here, you find another one. And for years, you know, we, we used to talk about, you know, quote, soft teeth. You know, well, you, you know, unfortunately, you have soft teeth. But what we're actually finding, or not we, the scientists are finding that some people, their natural bacteria, the natural population that they have in their mouth is more destructive than other people's bacteria. So, you know, when we eat food, we're fueling the bacteria that live in our mouth. And some people, um, you know, some people, the bacteria are kind of harmless. And even though we feed them with, you know, whatever we eat, they don't cause that much destruction or inflammation or, or infection. And other people have bacteria that are very destructive, you know, have more of an acidic output. And there's studies now, rather than just a toothpaste, which is, you know, bringing fluoride in, in a fluoride toothpaste, you know, and cleaning teeth and making your breath smell good. But there's actually studies now on creating mouthwashes, uh, and they actually have some of them now, that help to change or alter the flora in the mouth so that you make it less destructive. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. I bet you, um, you know, using mouthwash a lot probably acts like an antibiotic, a broad spectrum one, and just 
wipes out the bacteria, which may allow bad bacteria to come in that would give you more cavities. You know, I have a feeling it's probably counterproductive because life seems to be like that, you know? Yeah. You know, no good deed goes unpunished type of thing. Exactly. Um, the one thing I would say to my patients, what I say to my patients, what I tell, you know, your audience is um, to make sure that, you know, whatever mouthwash you're using is alcohol free, because one of the things that's, that's good for the most part about the mouth is saliva. And that saliva carries, you know, a lot of the things that help um, remineralize the teeth after we eat. And, you know, they have natural, um, you know, natural ingredients that help protect the teeth and, and clean the mouth and, you know, kill the bacteria. Um, and if you dry the mouth out by using alcohol-based mouthwashes, you're running into a problem. You know, you can run into a problem of, you know, actually causing more harm than good. So I like the mouthwashes to be alcohol-free so it, it doesn't have a drying effect. Yeah, it makes sense. Um, have you seen any studies on how diet correlates with uh, mouth flora and the rate of cavities? Uh, I've I've seen them out there. I couldn't quote them, but certainly, you know, a, a diet that's high in carbohydrates and, and starches, you know, leads to, you know, that breaks down into sugars, leads to more cavities than than the alternative, for sure. You know, so the avoiding the sugary foods can be extended to avoiding starchy foods as well. Have, uh, has, has, has science identified any prebiotics, any things that would feed beneficial bacteria in your mouth? Yeah, you know, I'm not sure about like the probiotic, you know, for the oral cavity. I'm, I'm sure it's probably out there at your local, you know, GNC store. I, I haven't seen uh, any, um, I haven't seen anything definitive, you know, in, in that regard. Okay. And then moving on to, um, you said that uh, having a, a mouth problem is like having a, a persistent infection, right? Is that yes. for persistent inflammation? Yeah. So uh, how serious is it? You know, should people just say, eh? You know, if I don't go to the dentist as often as I should, no big deal. Or does it really have a serious effect on the rest of the body? Or do you have to have oh, like it, a serious you know, problem? You know? Yeah, no, it, you know, it, it, it can lead to, you know, uh, not to be dramatic, but, you know, like I said, all these studies are, are showing links between the oral infection and systemic infection. And, you know, it can also, you know, nobody wants to lose teeth, obviously. So, you know, the way that it starts is, you know, you have some gum inflammation and that gum is responsible for bringing the nutrients and the blood supply to the bone that holds the tooth in. So periodontal disease is simply, you know, a loss of that bone that holds the tooth in. But you, you have to understand that it, it is a gum and bone infection. And, you know, to be dramatic, you know, if you had a, a, an infection of your finger bone and the skin covering your finger was looking, you know, gangrenous, you know, you wouldn't say, eh, no big deal. So just because your lips are covering your gums doesn't mean that you should ignore that infection any more than you should ignore an infection of a fingernail or a toenail or a finger. Makes sense. Okay. Um, what kind of uh, medical problems seem to be the most linked with, uh, you know, poor oral hygiene or mouth problems? Are there certain conditions that seem to be affected more dramatically? Well, um, they've talked about coronary artery disease having the same plaque as the plaque with, that's within the mouth. Uh, they talk about, you know, diabetes um, sharing some of the same uh, issues. They talk about Alzheimer's. They, Like I said before, they talk about low birth weight in pregnant women. Um, pregnancy gingivitis um, is, is something that's, you know, uh, 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 when a woman is pregnant and she 
you know, she has uh, inflammation within the mouth. It, it tends to get very bad, can actually lead to uh, what we call pregnancy tumors or big lesions in the gums uh, of pregnant women uh, because of the change in the uh, uh, natural hormonal levels. So, you know, all of these things are tied together. And the solution is very simple. It's, you know, to get the mouth healthy, to make sure that we're not contributing to or or causing or, uh, you know, co-contributing to any of these uh, inflammation, irritation, and infections. What about um, allergies? You know, if you have sinusitis, uh, you know, if you get colds often or if you get, um, you know, sinus infections, things like that, do they seem to be correlated with dental health and does one influence the other? That That's a great question. I, I believe I saw something um, regarding that. I, I, I couldn't quote it off the top of my head, but, uh, you know, the, the presence of the oral bacteria, you know, certainly um, in the sinus, uh, you know, it's all connected and very closely connected. Uh, but I have, uh, I, I couldn't certainly quote any of the studies that uh, that are out there at this time. So, so in light of all this knowledge, it's very interesting. What do you do differently? How do you advise patients? Is it just a more personalized approach after you look in their mouth or? You know, what have you done and changed in your practice to help people? Well, exactly, you know, like you said, it's a very personalized approach. Um, You know, for for most people, it means a a little bit more frequent visiting of the dentist, you know, than maybe they were used to in the past. Like you said, six months. Now, that might be great for some people, but other people, if they show that, you know, when they do come in in six months, that the gums are red and bleeding and inflamed, or they have, they show what's called a high caries index, they frequently have you know, cavities every time they come in, then we certainly increase the amount of time, uh, decrease the amount of time in between, you know, regular visits. Uh, We look at the products that they're using as far as, you know, what toothbrush are you using, um, make sure that they're flossing. So the toothbrush, uh, you know, I recommend that a lot of people, you know, switch to a quality electric toothbrush because studies have shown that people do brush better with an electric toothbrush. Um, a quality one, one, you know, it seems to hit uh, the important areas better. And a lot of them now have uh, timers on them. So people understand that, uh, you know, it is, you know, to do a thorough job, it is a full two minutes brushing your teeth, not, you know, hmm. 20 seconds. Yeah, I know. It's a lot. It seems like a long time. So these new toothbrushes, you know, you kind of turn them on and they they go for, you know, 30 seconds and they buzz and then you move to another area of your mouth and they buzz and you move to the third area of your mouth and it buzzes and then, you know, you hit the last area and you get your two minutes in and until you get used to that, you know, you you, you might have sped through that a lot quicker. Yeah, and then there, I know what you mean. Yeah, and then there are some uh, mouthwashes out there that, uh, like talked about, you know, for patients who seem to have either a high caries index uh, meaning they get cavities all the time, or they have a lot of gingival inflammation, there are, you know, prescription mouthwashes that can be, you know, prescribed uh, to help people with gum inflammation or to help people with what we call that high caries index. And, you know, they're made to either be uh, bacteriostatic in some of the prescription mouthwashes or uh, to help uh, change the flora of the oral cavity so that, you know, we shift to a less destructive type of bacteria. Okay. Um, any surprises you've seen 
uh, any trends in uh, you know how people treat their mouths? I mean, is is tooth whitening the devil? You know, is there anything that you see that's uh, either good or bad for people? Uh, no. Um, well, tooth whitening has been proven. You know, if you if you get your materials from a reputable source, tooth whitening has been proven to be safe and effective. Um, you know, and when I say reputable source, I mean you know the easiest thing for people to do is you know to go to the office uh, to go to the store rather and um you know if they if they want to do things on a budget you know crest white strips have been proven to be very safe and effective so uh, my my personal personal recommendation is to use a plain fluoride toothpaste without all of the new bells whistles whistles and gadgets you know just find your crest cavity protection or your colgate fluoride toothpaste um and avoid the whiteners avoid the uh, unless specified by your dentist, just find the most ba- basic toothpaste you can. And then if you wish to whiten, you know, either see your dentist for a, a whitening tray system from your dentist or an in-office whitening from your dentist. Or if you want to do it on a budget, get the Crest White Strips because you know that the material has been tested and proven and safe. Um, the, the, the devil trend that I see, unfortunately, is the do-it-yourself trend. And I, I have seen, you know, some some, you know, uh, bad things happen to people who buy super cheap whitening, and there's just no regulation on this stuff. So the percentage of the peroxide can be very high, and patients can burn their gums, uh, mm. and, and, and you know, come in with you know painful, sore, you know, burnt gums from using a product that you know they might have saved a few dollars from ordering on the internet. Okay. Um, and then, how have you seen people? Oh, good. I'm sorry. And then, uh, in addition to that, the other thing is, you know, there's a lot of do-it-yourself videos on how to straighten your teeth at home, and you know. Oh I, my God, no. Yeah, yeah. You see, you know, you, you just pull up YouTube. You'll see, you know, just wear a rubber band, you know, around your teeth, you know, that type of stuff. And I certainly would strongly recommend not doing any do-it-yourself dentistry. And I even have a big problem with, uh, you know, there, there's some companies out there now that are um, allowing people to take impressions of their mouth and do mail order, you know, kind of uh, invisible braces. And, you know, that that's not something that I would recommend either. You know, I went to school for a very long time to become licensed and patients who do, you know, orthodontics in my practice, I see them every, you know, three to six weeks to make sure to monitor the process and there's companies out there and I'm not quite sure, you know, of the legality of it over the long term. You know, you mail them an impression of your teeth and they mail you back some, you know, clear braces to put over your teeth and you do it at home. And, you know, yeah. my line for my line to that is, you know, if somebody mailed you a set of scissors and and, and uh an apron, would you cut your hair at home? Right, yeah. Well some people you know, would, but you know. Uh, yeah, but you know, hair grows back. You know, if you move the bone that your teeth are in, um, you know, it, it, it's an undertaking to move it back. If you're lucky, if it can be moved. Right. So, you know, that's certainly not something that I would condone. And uh, I know that there are several states that are actually uh, have brought uh, several in several states. They're actually challenging the legality of these companies altogether. Understood. Okay. Um, any changes you've seen in people's teeth over the past 25 years, or is it teeth or teeth? And 
nothing is well they're certainly much whiter you know the whitening you know what what we used to think was white is now you know people come in and say you know who historically you'd say oh you're you have very nice natural white teeth and you know now you know they're off the spectrum white you know so people you know really believe that you know teeth should be whiter than than they used to which it's not you know all a bad thing you know within reason you know teeth shouldn't glow in the dark and you know we want to make sure that everything you know looks age appropriate and natural and you know that that's certainly something that we do at our practice you know we we try to help people look you know you look youthful but age appropriate okay makes sense well very good um so what's the best way for uh, interested people to get in touch find out more and maybe you know go to your practice if they're in the area or at least you know get some advice on how to manage their mouth so that they have uh you know better teeth and better experience oh that, that's real easy i mean you know uh, to, to reach me, they just go to my website at smilesny.com. Um, but if they're not in the, you know, New York metro area, you know, certainly reach out to their dentist. Um, and that's that's always a great thing, you know. Your, most dentists have, you know, great training and a lot of answers. And, uh, you know, any questions you have, you know, reach out for sure. Okay, very good. And it sounds like the biggest takeaway, at least for me, is that, you know, you may be someone that needs to go every six months, maybe three months maybe every nine months, but don't assume that uh, six months is a magical number. Tune in to what you actually need. That's exactly right. All right. Very good. Well, Dr. Tim, thanks so much for coming on the podcast. I appreciate it. Hey, thanks for having me. You've been listening to Almost Here, Around the Corner Future Technology Podcast with Richard Jacobs. Subscribe to this podcast, post a review to discover more future technologies that are poised to transform our lives for better or worse, such as Bitcoin, artificial intelligence, 3D printing, blockchain, virtual reality, and more.